Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Look at this. What does this mean? I don't know, dear. What are you doing? I'm looking over all these requisitions that Mr. Dibble left. Bills, in other words. Seems to me that's all I do is write out checks lately. Well, it costs money to build a new house. Certainly, but look at all the money I've put in so far, and all we've got to show for it is a big hole in the ground out there. Look at look at this, will you? Now, what does this mean? Arbor Tree Company, $375. Tree Company for Pete's sake. We should... We shouldn't have any bill from a tree company. What does it say it's for? I don't know. I can't even read it. Lee, look, look, look at this handwriting. Trigger plumps, boo, and silbip. What do you make out of that? Yeah, I don't know what terrible handwriting, really. I, I... Well, that's what it says. We owe $375 for something called trigger plumps, boo, and silbip. Wait a minute. Maybe that spoo is, is, is short for spray. When we were talking about the mosquitoes out there on account of the lake, Mr. Rogers said we could spray with DDT or something. And didn't Mr. Dibble say that some tree company did the work like that? Well, certainly, of course they do, but we're not even in the house. We certainly haven't ordered any spraying done yet. You don't think he misunderstood, do you? Maybe he had it sprayed to protect the workmen? Oh, no, for Pete's sakes. Of course, I wouldn't put it past him, you understand. But we are certainly not spending any $375 to keep the workmen from being bitten by mosquitoes. Well, I hope not. Thank you. Anyhow, I don't think spraying caused anything like this. Now, what in Sam Hill could this $375 be for? Well, I only know what Carol told me. She said when you're building a house, you've got to keep an eye on it every day. Otherwise, she said anything can happen. Well, I am tired of these bills I don't even understand. I'm going to call Mr. Rogers and have him bring Mr. Dibble out here this evening. We are going to get a few things settled right here and now. <laughs> What's Saturday to you? A day for work around the house and garden or a day for lazy hours in the sun? Well, either way, you can add an extra dimension of pleasure to Saturday by having your radio with you and keeping the dial set right here at CBS Radio. Three delightful programs bring you laughter, music, all sorts of variety during the morning hours. There's the Galen Drake Show, presided over by that amiable storyteller, Galen Drake, whose anecdotes have a way of being amusing, perceptive, and memorable all at the same time. And along with the anecdotes, you'll also hear songs by Stu Foster and Eileen Moran. Then there's plenty of song, too, on the Robert Q. Lewis Show. And then enjoy Amos and Andy and the Kingfish when they open their music hall Saturday to bring you the best record of the week, along with more of their comic misadventures. You can hear Galen Drake, Robert Q. Lewis, and the Amos and Andy Music Hall tomorrow over most of these same stations. There, Mr. Rogers and Mr. 
Mr. Dibbler here. All right, I'll be right there. He'll be right here. I think I ought to warn you he's a little upset about some of the bills so far, Mr. Rogers. Well, I should say we both are. Well, now, there's nothing to be upset about. Individual bills always seem high, but in the end, you'll see, you'll have paid out just about what we figured. Yes, I hope so. And you couldn't have a better general contractor than Mr. Dibble here. Considering all the rock that had to be blasted, he's even ahead of schedule. This isn't an easy job. That's right. Never saw a worse place to build a house. I've been in this business for 30 years. Oh, well, well, well. Good evening, Mr. Dibble, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Sorry to drag you out here tonight, but Oh, I, um, that's all right. That's all just right. Just felt there were a few things we ought to get settled before this house building goes any further. After all, I'm at the office all day. I can't t- take time to be running out there to see what's going on. Well, now that isn't necessary. Mr. Mm. Dibble here certainly knows what he's doing. Well, the point is, I'd like to know what he's doing, too. What I'm trying to point out, Mr. Dibble, is that I don't like things going on that I don't know anything about and then getting some bill for it. Mm, Don't think anything's gone on you don't know about? Well, by golly, I'll show you something right here, then. Here, here, look at this. Arbor Tree Company, $375. I know darn well I never ordered any tree company to do whatever they've done, which, so far as I can translate, seems to be trigger plump, spoo, and silbip for $375. Now, just what in Sam Hill is going on here, huh? Well, they wanted four fifty, but I got them down to three seventy five. So actually, I saved you money. Excuse me, may I see that? They wanted mm-hmm. four hundred and fifty for what? Little matter. Taking up that blue spruce. The what? Oh, oh dear! You mean they charged that just to take up that little blue spruce? What do you know about it? Well, she's the one who wanted it done. Oh dear, I, I forgot. Mm. Well, dear. I... Well, I didn't know they were going to charge. Well, what, well, what did you order done? Well, I, I just mentioned one day. I, well, uh, I, she, she come out there, said one thing she wanted understood, there wasn't to be no trees cut down. Well, I thought that's what we both said, dear. And, Mr. Rogers, you said the house could be built without cutting any trees down, remember? I mean, I thought we all agreed that was the one thing we should make quite clear to the man who built the house. Well, she made it quite clear. She said no trees was to be cut down, so I pointed out the blue spruce was going to be grown right up in the middle of the kitchen. Of course, if that's the way she wanted it. I couldn't have it in the middle of the kitchen, dear. And we both loved that blue spruce. Remember when we looked at the property, we both fell in love with that blue spruce? So I said either that or I'd have to cut it down. And she said, well, couldn't it be moved? Well, I didn't know they were going to charge for moving it, dear. So I said, yes, it could be moved. Well, you didn't say it would cost anything, Mr. Dibble. Well, now, it's not in my contract. i got to move trees. Anyhow, I'm not a tree man, and the tree companies don't do it for nothing. Well, it isn't a big blue spruce. I thought you could just dig it out and, and put it in that place over near where the porch is going to be. My, my goodness, all the digging you're doing anyhow, I didn't think it'd be any trouble at all. Oh, I figured she knew what she was doing. I mean, I had my orders, so I said to her, you sure you want it moved? And she said, I certainly do. And I said, well, I said you're the boss. Well, you didn't say it would cost anything. I think it's highway robbery to charge $375 to move one little blue spruce. Well, wasn't only the blue spruce. Well, that's all I ever mentioned. I never said a word about moving another tree. I know that. I know that. And if you did that, Mr. Dibble, you did that on your own. And that is not our responsibility. I know that I never mentioned moving another tree, dear. Dear, I didn't. Go on, Mr. Dibble. Well, she said, as I recall, and the men working there heard it too, she said, I don't want any trees cut down at all. I want that clearly understood. I'd rather move them all than have them cut down. 
Well, I... So we had to have a couple of silver birches taken up, too. Well, I never mentioned any silver birches. Well, now, it was either take them up or cut them down, and I remember your exact words. I don't want any trees cut down at all. Well, I guess there isn't much more to be said on this subject. I'll... I'll make out a check. Well, I'm sorry, dear. Well, Mr. Rogers, you did say when we first took you out to look at the property, I said, I do hope they won't cut down any trees, you know, and you well, said... That now, you... I, I think I did warn you that we might have to cut down a few trees. Well, I'm sure you said we could save them all. Look, there's no I... point in going over who said what way back when. The trees have been dug up, and that's the end of it. Well, of course, that's not exactly the end of it. Well, what do you mean? Well, they just dug up the trees... Of course, they can't put them where they're going to go until we get the foundations in. Might damage the roots. Say nothing of the trees themselves being put in so near the house. What'd they do with the trees when they dug them up? Well, of course, they got the roots bound to protect them, but... Well, they just sort of set the trees right where the road got to come through. So first thing, you got to have them trees moved somewhere else. Well, well, where? Well, that's for you to decide. You ought to decide pretty soon so you can start getting the road in. Well... Going to be a lot of additional expense getting the materials through the woods. I mean, cost time and money, you know, when you can't drive right up. Isn't that so, Mr. Rogers? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's one of the things I thought we ought to talk about. We've got to start building the driveway through the woods to the main road right away. And you do know, I hope, that uh, some of those trees will have to come down to get through to the main road. Oh, oh yes, sure. Oh, I never meant those trees. No. Well, who, who, who cuts down those trees? Same company. Well, for Peter's... Why didn't they start that when they were out there with all their equipment? Well, yes, that's true. That was a mistake. Had I known that they were coming to dig up the blue spruce for the road... But, of course, nothing was said to me about digging up the blue spruce and the birches. Well, I don't know why you all keep looking at me. I thought we decided to... All right, all right, all right. It's over and done with. Yes, yes, indeed. (laughs) And uh, one thing with the trees for the road cut down, you will have... Plenty of wood for your fireplaces. There's <laughs> yeah. always a silver lining to every cloud, I always say. Mr. Dibble, can you think of anything else that my wife might have casually mentioned to you that is a bit more involved than she thinks it is? Well, now, seems to me there was something. Can't recall right this minute. Well, uh, dear, fix some coffee, will you, sweetheart, while Mr. Dibble is thinking. In the meantime, Mr. Rogers, let us review the entire situation step by by step. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. Come to Beechnut Babyland, and you'll see everywhere beechnut fruits and vegetables grown with loving care. From seed to soil to picking time, we perform one feat to package for your baby the best food he can eat. Come to Beechnut Babyland. What? You've too much else to do? Then get Beechnut at your food store. Babyland will come to you. And what special goodness it brings. Every food from Beechnut Babyland has the sunny freshness that babies love. Take Beechnut Peaches. So juicy, young, and sweet to start with. And then those rosy peaches are very carefully prepared to preserve all the natural flavor baby wants, the natural food nourishment baby needs. Get the best for baby. Get beech nut, 
the most babied food in the world. You have more coffee, Mr. Rogers? Oh, no, no, thanks. In fact, I think we'd better call it a day. Well, I don't see why we can. I guess we've gone over everything pretty well. Now, you're sure, Mr. Dibble, that's the only other remark you remember my wife making. Well, all I said was, dear, when we get the house built, if there's any lumber left over, maybe we could make a playhouse for Betsy. <laughs> was that so awful? Oh, no, 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 dear. Fortunately, we caught it in time. You don't seem to understand that a casual remark can run into money. What would just a cute little playhouse cost, Mr. Dibble? Well, figure your time, materials, I mean, labor's what runs it up, of course. Oh, say about 250 at least. Oh, dear. Well, from now on, I'll be very careful what I say. <laughs> Goodness. Well, I know I haven't said or done anything else to interfere in any way, I'm well, sure. Well, fine, honey, fine. Well, I guess that about covers it up today. <laughs> well, we'll be running along. I'll drop you off, Mr. Dibble. Oh, was one more thing I wanted to mention tonight. Uh, fella come out there today to install the telephone. Install a telephone? Yeah. Made a lot of confusion before I got rid of him. Telephone? We we haven't even got the foundations in. That's what I told him. But he said he had his orders. He showed them to me. How in blazes could the telephone company have possibly... Oh. Oh. Well, now, that may be my fault, dear. I called the phone company and asked if we could have the same number out there, you know. And, you... and I wanted to ask about it in plenty of time in advance, you know. And I told them where it was, and, well, maybe they got it mixed up somehow, dear. I think we'll just say good night. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. good night, good night, good night. Good night, good night, good night, night. gentlemen. Now, good night. sweetheart, please. It's not my fault if people misunderstand me, darling, and I remember distinctly what I said. Oh. And I know that Mr. Oh, Dibble boy, told me. Oh, boy, this is going to be some The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with John Gibson and John Shelley. The Couple Next Door is produced by Walter Hart.